You're listening to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. Your host, Jennifer Hofferber, is an award-winning veteran special educator who shares her experience, knowledge, and passion to help other special educators survive and thrive in this profession. Join her and other guests as they share tips and tricks of the trade for the ever-crazy, completely overwhelming, laugh-so-you-don't-cry profession of being a special education teacher. Hey there, friend. Welcome back to the Sped Prep Academy podcast. This is Episode 9, Understanding Accommodations and Modifications. These weekly mini-doses of professional development are perfect for the busy teacher who needs a little boost of motivation to stay in the trenches week after week after week. My goal is to provide you with applicable information that you can immediately put into action within your own classrooms, departments, and programs. If this is your first time here, I am so glad you found us. This podcast is released every Wednesday morning, so make sure you hit subscribe so you can get your weekly reminder, and I'd also love for you to join our private Facebook group, Sped Prep Academy. But before we jump into the show, I want to give a shout out to Lindsay at Miss G's Abilities, who wrote, I just listened to three of Jennifer's podcasts and they are amazing. The overwhelm episode spoke to my heart. The type A wannabe is a perfect description. This is a great listen. Well, thank you, Lindsay, and thank you for the review. I think most special educators are just barely keeping their heads above water at all times, and so many of us identify with the overwhelm of this profession. If you are enjoying this podcast and would like to receive acknowledgement right here on the show, please leave a review on Apple. They give an instant boost to my ego and help others find the podcast as well. So let's get to today's topic. The difference between success and failure for students with a disability often comes down to how effectively the curriculum is adapted to individual needs. Accommodations and modifications are the tools used by the IEP team to achieve that end. Accommodations allow a student to complete the same tasks as their non-identified peers, but with some variation in time, format, setting, and or presentation. The purpose of an accommodation is to provide a student with equal access to learning and an equal opportunity to show what he or she can do. Unlike accommodations, which do not change the instructional level, content, or performance criteria, modifications do. They alter one or more of those elements on a given assignment. Modifications are changes in what students are expected to learn based on their individual abilities. As a district lifer, I have been asked to provide support to the newbies who are hired as well as other colleagues throughout the years. And one of the questions that comes up a lot is, what is the difference between accommodations and modifications? For the longest time, I had trouble differentiating between the two of these when writing my IEPs as well, until I heard the difference stated in this manner. An accommodation changes how, a modification changes what. Another way I've heard it described is accommodations level the playing field while modifications change the field you're playing on. Once this difference was broken down for me in an easy-to-understand analogy, it made so much more sense and it made it easier to sort all the terms into these two categories using the how and what filter. To explain the difference using examples, because that's the way I learn best, Accommodations could include extra time, frequent breaks, scribes, alternate locations, different formats, reading aloud questions and answer choices, and allowing the use of spell checkers. None of these things actually change what a student is learning. Modifications, on the other hand, could be lower level curriculum, alternate curriculum, reading aloud passages, reduction of work expectations, and excusal of the assignment altogether. Now that you have a good handle on the difference between the two, we can talk about the areas for which you might have an accommodation or a modification on an IEP by looking at the adaptations by type and by subject. When you break the adaptations down by type, you are looking at at least eight different types. Presentation, response, setting, timing, 
scheduling, organization, assignments, and curriculum. Now, don't worry. Don't freak out on me. I know that's a lot of information to include on a podcast, so I've put it into a graphic organizer so that you can print it out and have it on hand when you and the team are deciding what the student needs in order to be successful. But real quickly, I want to address each of the eight types. Presentation could be using a closed copy of notes or having the teacher record a lesson visually or auditorily to have the student listen to later. Response might be a student verbally giving their answers or having a scribe write their answers for them. A change in the setting could include flexible seating or preferred seating, as well as moving to a quiet space inside or outside of the classroom to complete their work. Timing is exactly what it sounds like. The student can have more time to complete a task or extra time to process information. Scheduling can be as easy as taking a break to walk around the school to actually testing or completing an assignment at a different time of the day. Many students who have been identified with a learning disability have a tough time staying organized, using highlighters to highlight important information, or using a daily planner are tools that can help them with their organization. Assignments can be adapted by reducing the number of problems to be completed or having an alternate assignment altogether. And curriculum changes can include a different grading scale or a completely different curriculum. Accommodations and modifications can also be categorized into the major subject areas. For reading, you might have them highlight their answers within the text instead of writing them down, or you might provide vocabulary instruction before the words are introduced in class. Math adaptations could include the use of a math notebook to keep track of formulas and rules, or provide an example of a problem they are expected to complete. For writing and spelling, you can provide an example of a finished product or allow spell checkers. You can find these graphic organizers in my free resource library at www.spedprepacademy.com slash resource library. So now that you have a stellar understanding of the differences between accommodations and modifications, you might be asking yourself, who determines what adaptations are needed and how are they selected? Once a student has been evaluated and staffed into special education as a student with an exceptionality, the individual education plan team works together to determine what accommodations and modifications are necessary to ensure the student has the opportunity to achieve the same learning outcomes as the rest of the class. Involving their general education teachers is not only a requirement, but a huge benefit to ensuring that they are actually carried out in the classroom setting. But we'll get to that more in a little bit. When deciding what accommodations and modifications are appropriate to implement for the student, the IEP team needs to use a process, and that process needs to consider these five steps. Using the least obtrusive support first, using age-appropriate materials and activities, maximizing student participation, facilitating a positive and valued interaction with peers, and promoting independence. You can also use a hierarchy type of questioning to dig deep into understanding if a child has a need for the adaptation or if you just think they do. Start with this question and then move down. Can the child participate in the activity in the same way as her peers? If not, can she accomplish the goals of the lesson by working with a partner or a small group? If not, can she do the same activity with intermittent assistance from an adult? If not, can she do the same activity with changes to the presentation, response, setting, timing, scheduling, or organization? If not, can she participate in the activity with adapted materials? If not, can she do a different parallel activity? Understanding that determining accommodations and modifications is not a one-size-fits-all method helps you realize that every child is unique not only in their disability, but also in their need for accessing their educational environment. 
And the last thing I want to address in this area is that there is some controversy to providing accommodations and especially modifications. If you've been in the field of special education for very long, it's highly likely that you have either experienced or have heard about general education teachers not following the IEP with regards to the accommodations and modifications. Bottom line is, it's federal law. It's not a choice or an option or a suggestion, but instead a right that is guaranteed to the student by the law. There have been court cases where a teacher and or a district were held liable for their failure to ensure the accommodations and modifications on the IEP were given. Teachers have a responsibility to ensure that the child has every opportunity to be successful within their classroom. And when those opportunities are denied, when teachers refuse to make accommodations documented on the IEP just because they think it isn't fair to the other students, legal problems can arise. So make sure you are clearly communicating with general education teachers about their responsibility and duty to provide the adaptations, especially if there are multiple teachers and only one of them came to the meeting. If you don't communicate the expectations, you can become the one who is liable when they aren't provided. The accommodations and modifications section on the IEP often feels like just another part that needs to be checked off before you press print and head to the meeting. And that's not how you should look at it. The use of accommodations and modifications should enable the child to demonstrate progress and they should be based on the child's unique individual needs. I hope you found this information beneficial. Make sure you head over to spedprepacademy.com slash resource library where you can get access to those free forms and so much more. Thank you for sticking with me until the end. I can tell you are just as dedicated to the field of special education as I am and you want to grow into an amazing educator and I'm here for it. I'm here for you, and I'm so thrilled to be able to share all of my wisdom of being a veteran SPED teacher on the SPED Prep Academy podcast. If you liked what you heard today, and you realized you have found your SPED soulmate, please subscribe and then head over to spedprepacademy.com podcast to sign up and be notified each time a new episode airs. And don't forget to leave a review on Apple to receive the next shout out. Go out and have a great day, and I'll catch you on the next episode.